Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Camps you here. Suns lose. Eh, well, I think we kind of figured that was going to happen. You know, they played fantastic last night, beating the Memphis Grizzlies. Go into Washington, a team that had lost 10 in a row and now suddenly is starting to catch a little bit of fire. They know who they are. They utilize their length to their effectiveness. And ultimately, they beat the Phoenix Suns by a final score of my computer isn't updating. Matthew, what's the final score? 127 to 102. Your One- Phoenix Suns lost another game. <laughs> 25 <laughs> points again. Okay. That's kind of a thing. Like, if you're going to lose, you might as well lose by, you know, 25, a quarter, if you will. <laughs> yes. Make it an even quarter. <laughs> yeah. You know, because they lost by 25 to uh, somebody, like Memphis, a couple last week. Lose by 25 here. It's just kind of a it's kind of a thing they're doing right now. Just kind of a kind of a thing they're doing. They're go the Suns are going through it. And it's a it's gonna be an interesting journey that we have before us for the next four plus weeks as this team tries to figure out how to just win some games. Again, great game against Memphis yesterday. I'm still like I don't care about this game because I'm still so excited about the way they play in this, in that one. But I mean, it would have been nice to win. But we didn't. Yeah. Dude, yeah. last night's game was like just the, the pod was going off. Um, we all felt like we won the Super Bowl or something. A lot of congratulations for the 400th episode. A lot of good stuff going around tonight. It, it seemed like the Suns, I thought I thought they were going to win. I They were down 10. They're down by 15. But I'm like, they're going to win this game. They do get back into it. But Platico Burst like shoots his foot and mm. shoots a hole in the boat again. And we're going down 25 points just like that. Episode 400, it was lit. Episode 401, man, not so much. Not, not so much. Not, not the best. Not the best. Not even not even top five. This is really bad. We're just going to talk like really this the whole time. Like somebody kicked us in the groin. Like Devin Booker. Yeah, it's a <laughs> lot to talk about on this episode of the Suns Jam Session. So if, thank you if you're hanging out with us. Smash that thumbs up button if you're watching live or if you're watching later. Give us a five-star review. We haven't had a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Oh, that's disappointing. Since, uh, I'm going to pull it up. I think it's November 9th. It's nearly the new year. I wonder why. Maybe because if the Suns lose, we have nothing positive coming our way, dude. Yeah, but like all it takes is somebody going onto their Apple Podcasts, right? Just like this. And you click the little five, five-star thing. And then you write a little review. And whatever you write, we'll, like, we'll read it on the pod. You know, if you want to say what's up, whatever. You know, we appreciate it. Let's other people know kind of where you consume Suns content. If this is your place to do it, and there's a ton of different places you can go. We know that. If you want to get super analytical, you got, you know, like the timeline, you got, you got PHNX, you got fan of the flames, you got the Aussie Suns font uh, podcast. You got the, he's on fire. You got the Suns geek. I mean, you got a lot of places you can hang out and consume your Phoenix Suns content. So you, you can, I expect you to go to what caters to you. But if you listen and we got a lot of listeners, we really do. Just hit five stars on Apple and, and write a little review. Helps it's us. It's at 4.8 right now. Is that where we're at? Uh, on Apple, we are at 4.8 out of 5 out of 64 ratings. And on Spotify, 4.9, this, right? this, this, this is, yeah, we're at 4.9 on 76 ratings. Okay. And that's all we're going to do on this podcast, folks. We're not going to talk about the, the Wizards game. <laughs> we're just going to talk about our dissect, analytics. We're going to dissect our numbers. Let everybody know how much we're making on DraftKings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, well, I don't think we even know yet. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I don't I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's all farce. <laughs> uh, it's not even a real promo code. What the hell? No, and like we'll we'll talk about how on YouTube, like fifty two percent of all people who watch this podcast don't even subscribe to the channel. Like, why not? Just just hit the subscribe button. <laughs> yeah. I forget who I subscribe to. There's a long list of subscriptions. Oh, me too. Like things going back ten years. Know. Yeah. And I don't. Yeah. They never pop up again. Those people no. just passed away or something. Yeah, they just stopped making they the content. They, they were. Yeah, it's going to be overall in in time. So I mean, you know, if this is your place to hang out after the Suns games, we truly appreciate it. Hit that thumbs up button. Do us a solid. Help us out because we're going to need help, man. Because these next four weeks are going to be tough. Let's just face it. This team, until we start to make some moves, until we start to really get some cohesiveness, it's hard to be successful in the NBA. So on that note, I think it's – I'm not even drinking – I'm drinking water tonight, Matthew. Just water out of a Phoenix Suns cup. We're going to do some water, huh? Yeah. Yeah, same here. All right. Well, rest of the year. 
<laughs> the rest of the year. Let's keep it sober. Unlike that one guy in the front row that got kicked out the last two Yeah. Minutes. How could just hold it together that? for two more minutes? Two more minutes. He had to go down. Did you see him like taking him out too? He's all like, he's like talking to the security guard. He's like, oh, yeah. fucking right. Right. Like what I told yeah. you. Yeah. Right. 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 I, I want to know what happened. Sarge and Biombo were having a good time about it. So. Oh, so was Aiden. Aiden was laughing, laughing his ass off. Oh, was he? Off. Yeah. <laughs> okay, they cool. were all, he was saying some dumb shit. He's probably like, <laughs> dude, I watched the Sun's Jam Session podcast. Where's that big dick Booker guy? I love how they talk about how big his dick is on the podcast. You know what I'm saying? Nathan's just like, to get this guy the fuck out of here. So, <laughs> yeah, I want to. So, so let's let's go ahead and drop the, the the intro on this one. Pop him if you got him, Suns fans. Smoke him if you got him. Uh, don't shoot him up if you got him. That's not good for you. Stop that stuff. Stop it. Why don't you stop it? top of the show it was a 127 to 102 victory for the washington wizards against the phoenix suns which as always brings me to my first question matthew i got to ask so matthew the the news was announced today that the phoenix suns would be without the services of devin booker for at least the next four weeks he will be reevaluated for his groin injury in four weeks, uh, which which I guess brings me to my, my my first question. Booker out for a prolonged period of time in this season. Kyler Murray ACL uh, injury out for this season and like half an next season. Like seriously, are Phoenix sports cursed? I don't. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the answer is yes. Definitive. Um, I because I think this whole thing with Booker being out, yeah, it's nice to get healthy and stuff, but we have to see another year and a half to see if he actually can stay healthy because that's the challenge mm. now. Is this something that's going to keep repeating year after year? I think giving him time off is good, but it's just if even if he comes back, we got Cameron Johnson, we got maybe Kyle Kuzma, we got somebody else like Rui Archimara, who was another name out there, someone else to help this team just jolt them a little bit more game to game. He comes back, it's a good roster, we go on a run. I'm still scared of the playoffs happening and then the whole thing happening again where he gets hurt because it just happens. It just happens of where games get more intense. He goes after a play defensively and he hurts himself. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if he needs to hold back on his game some this year to where he's not going. His defense is good. It's gotten a lot better, but I feel like maybe this year he can just take it easy. And when he does come back, make sure to focus offensive end do your thing, but defensively chill a little bit if you can, but that's not book. So that's what makes me scared. I'm like, dude, I think he's going to have something that might linger the rest of his career. That's what I'm thinking about now. It kind of sucks. Our good buddy Espo from the PHNX uh, podcast, he tweeted something during the game and it was very like, it, it hit me in my feels, if you will, because he said, you know, with this injury, does this mean that Devin Booker potentially could become kind of like a KJ situation. For those of you who remember Kevin Johnson, if you if you go all the way back, I'm 40 years old. So if like if you're my age or older, you remember the KJ era. Anything under me, it's kind of the back end of it. But KJ was amazing as a Phoenix Sun. He was explosive. He was dominant. He, I mean, he would 12 assists a game and 25 points. I mean, the guy was just a machine. And then he had some injuries that they weren't major injuries, but he was you felt like he was to your point, Matthew. You just always were worried that at some time he would break down, and it felt like it would always happen at the most inopportune moments. You look at that 92-93 playoff run for the Phoenix Suns. KJ was injured for half of that. You know, you look at some of the years where they could have really made an impact and won a championship, and KJ's out for, for multiple, multiple weeks. You take a look at Devin Booker. Okay, so, you know, last year he only played in 68 of the 82 games. Because he had some injuries. He got injured in the playoffs against the New Orleans Pelicans uh, with the hamstring issue. You know, the year prior to that, uh, he played in 67 games. The year prior to that, he played in 70, one of his most healthy seasons in that shortened season. Uh, you know, 64 games, 54 games, 78 at the front end of his career. He is somebody who all who does have a history 
of these soft tissue issues. It's not like, you know, thankfully, it's not a torn ACL, a broken ankle, a broken wrist, but it, he does have some wrist issues. He's got a left hamstring issue, a groin issue, a right hamstring issue. A lot of these things that when you look at what makes Devin Booker such a, a prevalent score is his ability to get height on his jump shot. It's because he creates so much downward force to create that. You know, it, it looks like he's got a 28-inch vertical when he's shooting a jumper. So when he's got those soft tissue issues, you're always worried about that. And obviously, considering what he means to this franchise, you're worried a little bit more, aren't you? Yeah, and I think the games when he comes back, you're going to be thinking, like, please don't let it be all of a sudden five minutes into the first because he's Mr. First Corner. All of a sudden, he's not there. You don't see him on the bench. Those are things just, I worry just about. Just like Denver. And, you know, all the negative thoughts come out. I think about mm -hmm. the 2-0 lead we had in the finals with this team, the the playoffs last year. I'm like, was that our opportunity? Because it just – it. With the injuries, you just can't help it. There's nothing you can do about it as a fan, as a player, even Devin Booker. But you just have to live with it and just hope that this team gets better. It might just turn out that, remember, beginning of the season, we kind of talked about, you even predicted their record to be 49 wins. Mm -hmm. We, I, I even talked about earlier where it's like, maybe this is just a season where it's kind of a wash. We're like, next season, we're like, oh, shit, remember last season how much it sucked with the injuries? Uh, we, had to, we couldn't get a trade. Um, we got the new owners, but now we can make something happen in the offseason because maybe we have to wait till next offseason to do anything because right now it doesn't look like we can compete. Um, but we'll just have to see, man. We just have to really wait this out and just remember that these guys are coming back. It's not a season-ending thing, but we exactly they come back. And, yeah, you're right. We can't, we can't compete consistently. That's the challenge. This is going to be a team. Like, Suns fans, get ready for the roller coaster in the middle of this season. I said it at the beginning of the season when I said 43 and or four, I'm sorry, 49 and 33. And even that might be somewhat optimistic, predicting that this team could win almost 50 games. This could be a team that's going to be hovering over 500 by a few games right now, 20 and 16 after this loss tonight at the hands of the Washington Wizards by 25 points. And we're going to have nights where some of the bench guys are clicking. The opportunities that are provided to them are being executed on. And there's going to be other nights where, you know, they're not. And that's because this is a team that, is going to be full of guys who are essentially bench players and bench players are bench players for a reason. They lack that keyword, which is consistency. So it, we're going to be in for some very inconsistent basketball as we turn the calendar to the new year. And I'll, I'll ask you this question with Devin Booker going down. Do the Phoenix Suns even get an all-star this year? Oh, that's, you know, I did think about that during the game. He probably won't make it. Just like Steph Curry's probably not going to make it. I mean, he's going to be out maybe Quite to the All-Star game. I, I don't, I think enough they time to him. not guard. Enough only, time, yeah. The only difference is Steph Curry could get the fan vote to get in. Devin Booker won't. No, he will not. No, he has to put in the work for sure. He doesn't have a, a name like Steph to where these fans are going to vote him in. He's going to be a starter no matter what. Kind of like, I mean, it's just like Yao Ming. Like he used to make it injured all year. Um, it's the yeah. same thing with Steph. So the thing is, I don't think we are. I think Aiton might have an opportunity like he did tonight to put up good stats mm -hmm. and maybe get some recognition to be a reserve. Other than that, there's no one on this team that's going to be valuable enough to make that starting or reserve spot for the Suns. I think DeAndre Aiton can. If anybody can, I mean, obviously that's that's not breaking news. But if anybody could make an all-star selection, it would be DeAndre Aiton because the opportunity is now really going to be there. Prior to this game, yeah. you know, or at least entering this game, you take a look at how DA's been playing, and and we've noticed some of the inconsistencies in his game because we overanalyze literally everything the poor guy does. But he's averaging seventeen point seven points per game. He's averaging nine point seven rebounds, and he's doing so on sixty one percent shooting. Those numbers obviously will increase a little bit based on tonight's performance, but he's going to be the one who the opportunity is going to be there. With Devin Booker being out, he becomes your primary scorer. And if he can start to string together some more games, like he did around the Thanksgiving time, where he put together those two weeks of just pure dominant basketball, you can start to see his name circle amongst the elite centers in the Western Conference. Because who else is there in the Western Conference? AD kind of counts, but he's been injured. He's going to be out for a while. He's out for a month. There's Nikolai Probably. Jokic who's going to be the starter. But outside of that, who is it? Rudy Gobert? Who, no. Who, who else um, is there who's a dominant center? You're not giving it to Steven Adams. Jonas Valanciunas, maybe, but I doubt it because they're going to put other people in the all-star game. 
Yeah, no, I think it leaves it up in the air for Aiden just to take it. So this is his opportunity to really go out there and just put up the big stats, but it's not always going to lead to wins. But if he gets the stats, it'll be there because he, when he has big games, people do notice, um, especially with Booker's absence, they're going to notice him. If we're winning these games, they'll be like, who's, who do they even have on? Oh, yeah, Aiden's on the team. Whoops. Because we kind of forget it too sometimes. But you know, as well as I do, when we hang out on the subreddit of the opposing team, Every yeah, but Sabonis is also hurt. He's oh, got the he? He, well, he's got the finger issue. He's going to be playing through his finger issue, so we'll see how that affects him. But you're right, big headed Sabonis. He's been doing it. <laughs> um, but as we hang out on the opposing subreddits, who's the one guy that everybody pays mad respect to? It's DeAndre Ayton. Yeah, they all see, the time. You know, I it, it's so funny. It was funny having Dave on the podcast last night because he he expressed what a lot of the things that you and I say kind of on a semi-consistent basis. You know, we dog DA when he has down games, but I think we also do a good job of balancing out the respect that he deserves for what he does and the versatility that he brings. But when you go to the opposing subreddits and you see the Phoenix Suns through the lens of the opposition, you start to see how much respect he has or, or garners from the opposing team and how other fans would kill to have them on their team. Yet here we are picking him apart. And I've seen a couple comments already in the chat Again, thumbs up if you're hanging out with us. But they're already saying DA should have shot the ball 40 times tonight. He should have done this. He should have done that. It's like, you know what? Tonight, he ended up with 31 points on 14 of 22 shooting, and he had seven boards. Uh, And the only reason he didn't get more is because Monty pulled him after he got his third foul midway through the third quarter, which ultimately was the bad move. That's what lost the game for the Phoenix Suns, in my humble opinion. They fought all the way back, down by as much as, I believe it was 19, Matthew. They were down by 19 total points at one point in this game. And they fought all the way back. They got within one point. DeAndre got his third foul in kind of a ticky-tack fashion, as per usual. They pulled him. The Wizards put in uh, Kristaps Porzingis. They closed the quarter strong. They outscored the Phoenix Suns 34-18 to in the fourth quarter. Bob's your uncle. Game over. Yeah, it was that, but I think that the way that Jock came in and how the mishandling of the ball towards the that end was of the third, a horrible the possession. Fourth, it was over and over again, though. It was we were up by one. Lee hit the three to to put us up by one. Then he took the charge. Then it seemed like okay, here comes the momentum. Then all of a sudden, like Chris Paul, Jock, ish, no one can hold on to the ball towards later in the third quarter. All of a sudden, we're down by nine again. That's really what it was. And yeah, even the technical foul, he was getting frustrated. No one was getting calls for the sun. So um, it was a bad tech, but the thing is the sun's get text no matter what they do. So I don't even, I didn't even see what he did. They just said, Hey, you know, they're, Oh, by the way, foul. yeah, some, somebody, what should did he do? but to that point, watch. talking about him the whole time, I might as well do the drop, you know. Uh, but to that point, it's when they pulled DeAndre Ayton that this game completely and utterly, utterly changed. You know, I mean, he he had a three. He was looking great kind of throughout. And although he wasn't necessarily the, the offensive piece that brought this team back in the game. It was their three-point shooting. They end up shooting 13 of 31 from beyond the arc. They were 41% as compared to 8 of 29 from beyond the arc, which is 30.8% for the Washington Wizards. But he was part of that team and part of that unit that was hitting threes left and right. And it's because you have DeAndre Ayton and the gravity that he brings that you whip the ball around a couple times and Damian Lee's wide open. Chris Paul is wide open. And they're clawing their way back in the game. And the moment that that the that Monty Williams pulled him from the game, the Wizards changed up their lineup. They brought Kuzma back in. They brought Kristaps Porzingis back in. They attacked the interior and they changed the game. And that was it. And I was watching and I go, this is... It's too easy. Like I could have, I could have coached this one. I would have been, you know, it was his third foul with like three minutes left in the third quarter. Keep him in a little, bit. rolling, get that lead a little bit, sit him to have him take the Booker rotation minutes. It's like, listen, you're playing the entire third DA and we're going to sit you for the first five to six minutes of the fourth quarter and then have you close this game out. Instead, the, the wizards, you know, and West Unsettled Jr. did a good job of taking advantage of some shitty coaching, in my opinion, by Monty Williams. And I can't fault Monty Williams because he has so much on his plate right now. He's trying to pull all the right levers at the right time. Assets that he doesn't know how, how they're going to play together. And I just don't. I don't know how he's going to be able to do that. We're going to be. I'll tell you this. We are going to be dogging some Monty Williams over these next few weeks. And you have to always remember, you have to take a step back and look what he actually has to coach. He started Jock Landell for the second straight fucking game. 
Yeah, I cannot. I I wouldn't be able to even be in his shoes right now and deal with what he has to deal with. You have an open spot too. We only have 14 on the bench. I'm sorry, 13 because Crowder's not there. So right now Mm -hmm. we have two players that aren't even on our squad. And now we're playing guys that are off our bench as our starters. You like last podcast we talked about last night where you, who you empty the bench, but it's your starters basically coming back in. I think it's hard for Monty to really find his way around this, but that was big. I feel like where Aiden only has the three fouls. And I feel like the way the, the game was going, the momentum, and he was really having his way when he was really getting the ball. He he mm-hmm. had so many opportunities tonight. It was endless, it seemed like. I just thought that it was great that he started off that way because it kind of got him in that rhythm where they kept feeding him. He was kind of working things out. Uh, didn't look too good in the beginning, but everything else started to flow. Like He even brought the ball up once, got to his spot, little hook shot. Um, he was doing a lot that you always wanted to do it's because he was getting the opportunity. So they kept giving him the ball towards the end of the game too. They did. Porzingis played a little bit better defense towards the end of the game. Um, mm-hmm. But that by that time it was kind of just like, yeah, it's a free for all. Whoever wants the ball, just do whatever you want with it. Cause we're down by 20, but I, yeah. I feel like he fought the whole game and I just wish he, maybe this is a game he plays 44 minutes. Let's see. Someone did comments to say like, if he does play, the 44 minutes or so he might get hurt if he plays too many minutes these games he might get hurt but yeah but these games are really valuable this is a back-to-back next game might be different the raptors aren't too good of a team you know what i mean so if we can squeeze one out against the wizards it's nice it's nice to get two in a row mm-hmm. that's some good momentum going into this trip every win is hyper valuable right now it's absolutely valuable because you know kind of for the same reason last night when I was talking about where the Phoenix Suns were in the standings, you take a look at tonight now. Okay, with this loss again, they're 20 and they're 16. They're still in the fourth, or I'm sorry, the fifth overall spot. So they didn't drop anywhere in the standings, but now they're three and a half games out of first and they're two and a half out of not being in the, or they're three games completely out of not being in the playoffs. (laughs) You know? The, the Minnesota Timberwolves are three games behind them, and they're the 11th seed. So it's we're in this very volatile area. So every time you have an opportunity to win a game, you have to seek the opportunity to do so. And they had this game. They had an opportunity to win this game. Now, ultimately, like I said, Washington's playing very well. They're, they're a, a team that plays better at home. And... Again, they they did the same thing they did last time they played the Wizards, which I didn't get a I wasn't on that podcast. That you it was you and the geek. You guys were hanging out and talking about it. Uh, but Washington is a team. I mean, they 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 built that big lead um, because the Phoenix Suns just didn't have the ability to string everything together offensively right off the bat. Going back to Aiton and twenty two shot attempts tonight, Matthew. How many times this season has DeAndre Aiton? shot at the ball 22 or more times, including tonight. Once, right? Once. Ooh, there goes my voice. That was a bad one. Once, right? It, this is his second time doing it. The, <laughs> the last time he did it was the 21st of October. It was our well, our second game of the season. He was 12 of 22 from the field. He had 26 points in that game. So we're really and, – and, and this is only the third time that he's had 20 or more shot attempts – he, the last time he had 20 or more shot attempts, he had 20 shot attempts against the Wizards the last time we played them. Uh, and he had 30 points in that game. So it's going to be something, Suns fans, that you have to get ready for. For all those people, feed DA, feed DA, and you're beating that drum. You're Get ready, because they're going to be feeding him. Because he's the yeah. only consistent offensive. They're, they're going to have to. And this is why the Devin Booker injury, as frustrating as it might be, I don't know about you, but I'm a busy day at work. I look down. I got, you know, the the alerts pop up on my little Apple iWatch like I'm James Bond over here. And it just says, you know, from The Athletic, Devin Booker's out for four weeks. We'll be reevaluated in four weeks. The first thing that went through my head is shit. The second thing that went, went through my head is like, saw that coming. And the third thing that honestly went through my head was, this could be great for DA. Because the Phoenix Suns are going to have to find a way to score points. You take a look at DA. He's your best offensive player outside of Devin Booker. He is he is your most efficient player. So now you can kind of really spend some time focusing on changing the offensive approach of this of your team and go, you know what? For the next four weeks, we're just going to feed the big fella. We're going to try to find ways to do it. And guess what? When Devin Booker comes back, now you have this whole new wrinkle that you had to utilize by necessity Rather than because because we talked about at the beginning of the season, they're going to be fiend DA more. It just makes sense. Now he's a max player. It's got to be part of the offense. 
but then you're still a guard centric offense. And we've seen that. Well, guess what? We're probably going to be an inside out offense moving forward. Yeah. Bees does say, I wish DA was officiated better. Um, so this is huge. I think that DA yes. has an opportunity to not all the time, not every game, but he can be the best player on the court offensively, defensively. The difference between last game and tonight's game, the way it started was our defense wasn't really there physically. Um, I don't think the Suns were getting a lot of calls, but they weren't as physical going to the rim like they were last game. They weren't playing the boards as well. Um, wow. That really contributed to a really good Aiton game. It wasn't the stats. It was just the way he was playing on the court. If he goes into a game like this where he's going to be the offensive like vocal point, I don't. It's gonna be weird if he gets the opportunity and it's kind of like you know he has a game like tonight where it's the thirty points and we still lose, and then defensively it's not there. He was getting owned a lot tonight by anybody, and I know mm-hmm. we're tired from last game, but the thing is, they're they're DA's, tired too. <laughs> yeah, Da he has like the opportunity here to make his name. Like you said, the All Star thing's coming up. He can mm-hmm. be an All Star, mm-hmm. but he has to have the effort and plus. For me, when I watch him, I still have that kind of like little brother thing where I'm always like, oh, like it'd be it'd be nice to him kind of, you know what I mean? Like, oh, he, is he getting too tired? I still have those thoughts in my mind and I got to get rid of those because I yes. think this guy can step up and he can play 38 to 37, 37, maybe even 40 minutes a game to get those stats, but to also just continue to have that team on his shoulders on the defensive end, dude, instead of him feeding off of everybody else, I want to see him go out there and just set the tone and I've seen him do it with the fouls. I've seen it where he can get fouls and where he's he's complaining the right way to rest. He plays the rest That's the right the way. Yes. A lot of times he doesn't know how to, but he needs to start getting in that mindset where the rest need to be on my side on these games. I need to get to the free throw line. I got to have 12 attempts a game, something like that, mm-hmm. for us to really have a chance. Yeah, that obviously is the biggest hole in his game is his ability to get to the free throw line. You take a look at, at how he's performing relative to that statistic this year, and he's only shooting 2.9 free throws a game. Now, that's a career high for DA. So he's actually started to increase that. It was really bad at the beginning of the season. Uh, really, really bad. So we're starting to see him get to the line a little bit. But again, 2.9? I mean, you want to be Joel Embiid. <laughs> you want to well, be you- honest. You, you know, you're, you're shooting at six plus. Yeah. Really quick, did you see the the draft class they released where it had thirty plus thirty plus point games from all the draft class from two thousand eighteen, and they had like the two thousand seventeen, and it had Luca had like the four Luca had like one hundred twenty four of them, but Aiden mm-hmm. only had six. He wasn't even on the list. I was surprised. I thought he would at least maybe have ten or so. Only six thirty point games his whole career until uh-huh. tonight. This is his seventh. Yeah. That's crazy. That's so nuts. let's double that up. <laughs> let's well, double but, that up. Man. But again, that a lot of that is by offensive design. That's been yeah, the challenge. Exactly. That's been, that's been the, the back and forth conversation for such a long time with Suns fans. You know, the people who are the the eight and stands who think that the guy can do no wrong are sitting there just saying, well, feed him, feed him, feed him, feed him. And I agree with feed him. But at the same time, I think that, you know, you have to have some balance which is within the confines of your offense. And this is definitely a guard centric offense. But now with Chris Paul being old and Devin Booker being out, you're going to have to, if you're a good coach, this is where we find out if Monty's a good coach, where you start to change some of your offensive philosophies and you go to a, a highly, highly efficient player in DeAndre Ayton. And with those repetitions becomes the ability to learn how to perhaps temper the referees a little bit, utilize his body in a way, maybe maybe do a couple head bobs like Luka Doncic does. And like fucking Joel Embiid, man. Joel Embiid and Jokic, those guys both, they don't get fouled all the time, but they know how to sell a foul. We saw it when we played Denver on Christmas Day. They know how to draw a foul when they foul doesn't occur. DeAndre Ayton, he doesn't. But maybe over these next four weeks with more repetitions, when we see him more taking more than 20 shots a game, we'll start to see him put together a, a, a repertoire, if you will, of, of getting to the line a little bit. Because, again, you take a look around the NBA. Nikolai Jokic, right? Uh, how many times do you think that he has shot 20-plus uh, f- uh, field goal attempts this season? Oh, it has to be every game, right? He's done Almost it nine times. Nine, nine times. Nine times? Okay. Nah, nine times. Okay. I'll ask the same question, but let's go Joel Embiid. Because, I mean. <sighs> let's do 20. 
20. I think 20, 20 on that one. I think 20 is a good guess on that one. Let's take a look here. Field goal attempts. Um, you are making this up, right? 13. 13. Okay. But he, but he's played in 25 games, so it's just shy of half of his games. He shoots over 20. He shot over 33 times. You know, and in those games, 53 points, 48 points, 44 points. He shot 28 field goal attempts. He had 59 points. I mean, this is I'm not saying that that he that DeAndre Ayton has the ability to put together that offensive uh kind of night, but he, I think he can. And now's the time that you have to give it a go. And after 30 minutes of talking about DeAndre Ayton, let's uh let's hear from DraftKings. You looking to make some cold, hard cash? Visit the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Who doesn't love a good same-game parlay? Download the app now, sign up with code TBPN, place a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN, only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Win enough money, and who knows, Jamsters, maybe we can buy the franchise from Robert Sarver. All right, so what else do we want to talk about in this game? Um let's talk about the wizards a little bit. Ruri Ruri Hachimura. Yeah. Okay. So the rumors were percolated that the Phoenix suns had an offer in to the Washington wizards for Ruri Hachimura. Okay. They were like, you know what? This is the guy that, that uh, uh, potentially could be a trade asset. The Phoenix suns didn't execute that trade. Jay Crowder for Ruri. Uh, instead, they wanted Denny Avdia, and the R- Wizards said no. And then, of course, they wanted to, both, right? They I think they, him. I think they wanted both. That would have been awesome. That would have been great. Uh, but that being said, then Rory Hutchmore comes off the bench tonight. Twenty-eight minutes played, eleven of thirteen from the field, seven of eight from that free throw line, thirty points, a a career high for Rory, who I believe his his previous career high was twenty-three points. How do you feel? <laughs> How do you feel about that? He's what asking the Suns the same thing, right? <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> I mean, he's the game changer, right? Yeah, he was tonight. And I've always liked his game. Uh, it's so weird to watch a player like him play on a team like the Wizards, though, where you just you don't know. It's kind of the same thing with Denny. A lot of these fans like him, but he doesn't get the opportunity. I've always liked Denny. Remember coming out of the draft? Uh, oh, yeah. Denny, hey, Denny, yeah, he's yeah. my guy. Yeah. I don't know, but for a <laughs> hey, reason, Denny. there's something in him. I like him. Um, so if we were going to get both of them, that would have been awesome. But Rui... Big shout out to him, uh, Japanese uh, reality show Terrace. I knew House. you were going to say something. Anybody, about oh, yeah. <laughs> I knew it. He was on that show. It was meant to be. I love that show, except for some lady committed suicide on there, so I don't watch anymore. But he was on that show, and uh, yeah, that's my connection with the guy. But I've always liked him. I know my friend David actually is a big fan of his too. But his game, I was thinking like, ah, not as physical, not as uh, athletic, maybe as a Coos. But he really had his way with Aiden tonight. He had he it with got everybody. Wherever. He did, but like he was bodying up everybody. He was making sure to actually get right to where he wanted to before he released the ball. Um, maybe this is something because he heard he was in the trade and it wasn't enough. He wanted Denny too, not just me. Wait, I can fill that spot as a backup guy behind Cameron Johnson when Cameron Johnson comes back. But he was upset tonight. We got to see it, and he looked great, man. I'm not. I'm not saying he's an all star or anything, but he's a good backup. He's a good guy to come off the bench for you. He's a decent. He's a decent bench player. That's the best way I'll put it. I mean, you know, you take a look at him. He was the ninth overall pick in the 2019 NBA draft. He's a, he's averaging for his career 12.9 points, and this year he's averaging 11.9 coming off of the bench in 23 minutes played. So now, granted, it's only 19 games, and a lot of the jamsters are saying it in the chat. Yeah, he's injury prone. You know, uh, Aussie Suns fan pod. So once you're done hanging out here, folks, I think they're doing something. Are they doing something? They asked, I think they are. They asked me to come on. I'm like, dude, I'm going to be so spent. And it's my anniversary in here with you, hanging out with you guys. You can make out on the couch and still be on it. That seems like something that would happen on that podcast. That's how people got there making out their girls. You know, but everybody, everybody's saying, 
you know, he's too injury prone. He's too uh, inconsistent. I can see all those things. He's a young kid. He's 24 years old uh, out of Gonzaga for Jay Crowder. At this point, I'd take almost anything yeah. just, just because I want an asset. But if you could tell, if you tell me, I could have had Denny and or Ruri Hachimura, or eventually Kyle Kuzma. Like, come on, man! Like, it's got to be Kuzma. It's right? got to be Kuzma. So, yeah. So James Jones, if somehow we get Kuzma, it was clearly the right decision because he's somebody who can make an instant impact on this offense and help consistently score points for this team. It was definitely some bulletin board material. I know personally, I've never been a big Hachimura fan. I've been more a fan of Denny Avdia than I have Hachimura, personally. That's just me. From afar, somebody who barely watches any Wizards games. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sorry. I <laughs> I think the thing is... Let me do my Rory drop real quick. No. <laughs> <laughs> now, usually I'm pretty good at knowing when you're going to stop. But right there, you really got... You fooled me on that one. Um, but just one last take on Rui. I just... I The thing is, like, yeah, he's been hurt and stuff. He's still young. But mm-hmm. on teams like this, I just think there's something there in him that same thing with Danny. Like, I don't know what it is. It's just something that I've seen. Um, I think they, uh, Danny has more of a playmaking style. Uh, he can get to the rim too, but Rui is just, he's plays bigger than what he is sometimes, but he can just be good off the bench. If we are to Kuzma rolled up in the sun's pants this morning, he had like a sun on his pants. It's like, he's going to over the last 20 games, he's averaging like 21 and 10. That's like 24 games of him just knowing I'm going to be a son and I'm just yeah. ready. I'm pumped. Let me get in the shape. Let me get this thing going just to make right. sure Suns fans see the good stuff. Um, but I think we're all just waiting for that. If we were to find out like, hey, there's a Kuzma thing, but we got these other two guys, Rui and, and uh, Denny, we would be upset. We'd be like, no, I want Kuz. Because yeah. up today, Bill Simmons was talking about, hey, can the Mavericks get Kuzma? Can you imagine that? That would fucking piss me off. Is if the Dallas Mavericks get coos, that better not happen. That's like worst case scenario type shit. <laughs> that's like, uh, that's like uh, in the next podcast, it's just me hanging here, just like slow moving back and forth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like Danny on uh, Danny uh, yeah, but, on, it's always yeah, where yeah. It's like Frank. My neck's just too fat, so I'm not dead. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> hanging. Just talk once in a while. Yeah, <laughs> you know, because that, that 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 would suck. <laughs> No, that would absolutely suck. And, and you know, again, we, we've talked about Kyle Kuzma probably ad nauseum on this podcast. He is a certified Suns Jam session of addition. I think we would both go absolutely crazy if he joined this team because I think he is the ideal fit. The only thing that Kyle Kuzma pos- doesn't possess is physicality. And it's the one thing I think this team needs outside of uh, other things. I think the, one of the biggest problems that we have is – uh, the simple fact that he lacks physicality and we lack physicality. We're a finesse team, but he would fit right in with the finesseness that we play with. And he's a consistent score. You put him, I mean, you saw what he was doing with Kristaps Porzingis, who looks kind of interesting with facial hair, doesn't he? Like, yeah, you can really see it though, right? Yeah, it reminded me of you. It was like, it yeah, was it's like, like some Matthew Lissy facial hair <laughs> out there. It's like he's trying to grow it and he's been trying for years and he finally has. Some. I thought of myself too. Um, but he's not as physical, but it's because he can get a shot up. I mean, it's an exception for him for me that he can just get a shot off no matter what. So if he can do that, because Cameron Johnson, he tried to be physical, but he can't get a shot off against anybody unless he's shooting a three. Like he doesn't have that drive that Kuzma has mm-hmm. to the yeah, ram little pullback or anything. Drive. He's a smooth player. Um, maybe a kind of Boris Diaw-ish. Just the way I'm talking about it is just because he's just kind of smooth like that when he's in the lane and stuff, but not passing wise, just shot wise, maybe. And I think that he would set up DeAndre Ayton pretty spectacularly because as, as he starts to drive to the rim, he has a gravity himself. One of the reasons that DeAndre Ayton has a hard time getting open under the rim. You see it when we play the opposition, when they start to have Kyle Kuzma, these guys drive, they'll, they'll go. And all of a sudden Christoph's Porzingis is wide open because you have to close on him or you have two guys trying to crash the boards and it leaves an, an easy opportunity for someone like Steven Adams or something. So, it's just it's it's a it's too perfect of a fit, and that's why it'll never happen for us. Uh, Aussie Suns fans podcast said, asks in the chat: Can Akogi become that piece of shit tough guy for this team? I really think I he can. One thing that you and I, I think the term that I like when it comes to Josh Akogi, and I won't play his drop because I got to create a new one. Because every time we play his drop, 
We don't get money. <laughs> it, it copyrights. We copyright and fringe whoever made up the Josh. Oh, okay. Oh, it's the I best gotta, one. It you is can the play best for one. like two seconds and then take it off. Yeah, <laughs> take it off. But then like, so, uh, but Josh Akogi, I don't like to think that he's a piece of shit tough guy. I like to think he's a fuck shit up guy because that's what he does. He comes in and he fucks shit up on the defensive end and he, he's, he's pestering. He can play full court. And I don't feel like he got enough play tonight. And I think that it's frustrating because he was such an integral part <laughs> of what that team was yesterday. It was like him, Damian Lee, Dwayne Washington Jr., Torrey Craig. Like when that, that lineup was out there, you're like, okay, this is a fuck shit up lineup. We need one of these. What do you think, Matthew? I think the same. I think him and Washington are really fun together just being in the mm-hmm. backcourt. You would think like a Kogi, if you look at him the way he plays, it's like, oh, he's just going to jack up some threes. He's going to come in there. He's not going to really take anything seriously. He's not going to move the ball around. But him and Washington just really take turns of – Who's going to get to the rim? Who's going to, you know, do a little screen and roll? Who's going to find McHale in the corner? Like, they just can mix it up with anybody on the court. I think they take – they're very unselfish because they take their turns. They don't hog the ball. Like, they seem like they would. Washington and Kogi both seem like they would hog the ball, but they don't. They spread it around. Um, I think they make really good decisions out there, right? Like, we're mm-hmm. talking about turnovers, but a lot of it – maybe Lee was out there turning the ball over a few times, but watch. Now that I look at the turnover, it's going to be like, oh, he had, like, five turnovers. No, they had zero. Um, Akogi had one, but like mm-hmm. it was the other guys fucking up. I trust them a lot together out there. Like I like them together. I don't really care who else is out on the court because I think they set they set the standard for who's on the court offensively, defensively. You know, it's it's something that I feel like the Suns can have lasting through this whole month with Booker being out, where you can really count on these guys to just come in and like you said, fuck shit up because he does. And he's always in there trying to get the bowlers. Play last night. It doesn't matter. These guys still want to play a lot of minutes. I think he was kind of snubbed. I know he only had three points, but you got to let this guy get cooking. Um, I would have wanted to see more of him tonight. Well, that sure. was my thing. They only gave him 21 minutes. And he had four rebounds, two assists. He had a block in there. I mean, I thought that he really had an impact in the small time that he played, knowing that part of that was garbage time. Uh, B's in the mm-hmm. chat. Dwayne Washington is going to need a drop for the pod pretty soon here. Yeah, get on that, dude. What? I thought he had one. I'm not the one who just got butt-fucked on national TV, Dwayne. Washington. And we've had that one all year, man. He goes, <laughs> we have some fuck shit up guys, and we got some butt-fuck-it-up guys. And that's what he does. He he goes out there, and he, he butt-fucks the competition. Either way, it feels good. Yeah, it feels good. <laughs> uh, what else did I have in my notes here? Um, the Washington Wizards uniforms. I did want to talk about that a little bit. Do you like no, I hate this fucking logo. I don't like this whole wizard thing. I don't. Me too. Because it's like the logo looks, it's too like flimsy and weird. It was you stupid know, back it, when they released it. Yeah, I never liked it. I mean, it came out with, of course, Jordan, whatever, but Arenas, like, I just never thought it looked good. I've never, even tonight, I'm like, I don't even like what Washington ever had, even going back to the bullets. Everything's looked kind of uh, shitty. I like for the them. bullets ones. Do you? So what, Oh, yeah. Okay. The Bullets ones were cool, and that's why some of their modern yeah, ones, when they kind of have some of that throwback, were are pretty cool. Um, I like their current ones. I think they did a good job with the logo. I really like how they rebranded after this shitty iteration. So, again, if you're listening, it doesn't do you any, any benefit, but you can remember back to the, the mid-'90s rebrand of the Wizards, a team that had red, white, and blue because they played in Washington. And then they got rid of the Bullets name because they're like, oh, Bullets are offensive. What's wrong yeah, with Bullets? <laughs> I have no idea. But at the same time, their their football team was the Redskins. You know, they're like, yeah, that's not offensive. But Bullets, those are promoting <laughs> violence. So they changed to like the Wizards. They put the stupid logo together. They rode that for quite some time during the, the, the Jordan era. And then they changed it. So actually the logo that you have up there is a modification of the 90s one. And in the 2000s, because you can see how he's got he's holding the red little magic thing. Yep. Yeah. So it's not right. And he's holding the 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 new bullets symbol or or mm-hmm. wizards and, yep. symbol. They changed this whole logo to red, white, and blue for a little bit, and then they rebranded it to the logo that he's actually holding. Uh, I will say that one of my favorite basketball memories I did witness the Wizards in this. I've told you the the Jordan story, right? Yeah, where you were at the Diamondbacks game, and he came down. Uh, first baseline to sign autographs and you went to go up to your seat? No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was one was where it? I was drunk at the end of the game and I was yelling at DeAndre Ayton. No. Uh, <laughs> so one year for Christmas, Christmas 2001, my mom got me tickets to see the Phoenix Suns play against the Washington Wizards because she knew that I was a huge Michael Jordan fan. 
and it was my one chance to see Michael Jordan play in person. And I got to see Michael Jordan play in person that night, and he had a buzzer beater to beat the Suns. I'll never forget it. Remember that. Uh, it was over Sean Marion. He pump faked him up in the air and he hit it, and it was fantastic because it was Michael. I, 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 I yeah, did. Nah, he didn't do the whole thing. It wasn't the plan. He didn't. I thought he did do that. Nah, he might have. They were shitty seats. Love you, mom. But uh, <laughs> it was like February sixteenth, two thousand two. I could see him. And I <laughs> and like, I'll never, never forget of it, or never forget of it. I'll never forget it. Uh, just because you, I got to experience a Michael Jordan game, even at thirty-eight years old. And I think I, I think I fast forward a generation, if you will, to you and I finally seeing LeBron James in person in the playoffs. I was just thinking about that. And he How walks off the court with like six feet or six feet, six minutes left in the game. And in my head, that computes. Isn't it, that crazy? It, it's it, it is. It I, I'm so happy we won that, but I was so excited. I was so we, we scared see of LeBron. A, we got to see him on the playoff court. game with LeBron James. Great seats, and, and he's the right Suns, there, freaking huge. I'm like, there's no way the Suns are going to win this game. Look at LeBron, how they awesome blow he is. him out. He doesn't even try on defense, doesn't get back like twice in the game to play defense, and, and then, then he, he can't walks even, off early. He can't even sit there and watch his team take him out. Dude, that, that was, was the worst experience for me. I so whenever, whenever people have that debate between – Michael Jordan and LeBron James. I grew up watching both. And yeah, LeBron probably physically is a better player. There's no one who can guard him, yada, yada. There's all these different things. He's going to have all these records relative to points. But like what I've personally experienced, one hitting a game winner and one just can't even stay out there with his team. It's like, it just says so much about the character of the individual. And it's just that, oh, that will yeah. always resonate with me. So yeah. and, B, and B's in the chat is correct. Mama Voida is the goat. Mama Void is the one who bought all those NBA Finals tickets. It took you, yeah. me, my brother, my that was my, amazing, my wife, my and herself, and we all went and got and got to go to game. That was the NBA best Finals. time. That was and like best. everyone was there. We all met up. Like everyone, we were sitting, and everyone came over there, and people were walking by. Like, hey, look at that. That was yeah, cool. Right, I don't. Right. Know. It was a lot of fun, dude. Jamsters. That's actually, corn beer. Did Shannon, did Shannon tell you what she got me for the our anniversary today? No. What'd she get? Uh, two tickets to go see the Suns play the Heat next Friday. So. Oh well, it looks like oh I'm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Eight o'clock game too. So You'll, we'll be live from the game then, huh? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want to go. No, we're going. Uh Subred Stakeout, you were hanging out there tonight, right? Yes. The Sun's Jam Session Subreddit Stakeout. All right, Matthew, tell me what was going on on the subreddit for the Washington Wizards, <laughs> formerly the Bullets. You know, interesting to start. Uh, this team is so much more fluid without Beal. So I think this. Oh, yeah, this, we didn't even mention there was no Beal. Yeah, there's no Beal. I think this team's really excited because there's some Crowder stuff in here. So I think they know this team is there's some players out there, man. They want to see them have the ball more. Um, there's a lot of talk about Denny, too. They just want to see these guys have a, have their moment. So when, um, when, we, when we talk about Beal, um, mm-hmm. like what are your thoughts on him relative to potentially being moved? Because he's a guy who literally is in what his first year of his max $250 yeah. million dollar contract. He's making about 40, 40 mil, right? Yeah. 43 this year, 46, yep. seven, the next 50, 53. And then in 26, 27, he's a player option for 57.1. There's no way that they're going to be able to move him, is there? I know that you know contracts or whatever, and you don't. But like, they, you can't. He, who There's one that? team. So let's say this fan base is really excited about their future with these younger guys. Um, they like Porzingis, maybe. What if they're just like, yeah, bring Chris Paul here? What if the Suns? I asked Suns Geek this last time. What if they just do straight up Chris Paul for Bradley Beal? You know what I mean? <laughs> what if something like that? Or would that be bad? Just get Chris Paul, bring him in here, be a leader, something like that. I don't Point know. Book. Would you say no to that? No. I would say yes. I would say yes. Yeah. I would too. Chris Paul's a done man. And it may, it would make sense for them because it would make the money work. They'd have Chris Paul's contract right now. And then it starts to fall off starting next year. But mm-hmm. if you're the Phoenix Suns, why would you handcuff yourself to that kind of money? And essentially you were paying him, you're paying Booker, you're paying Aiton. You can't have you. You turn yourself into like one of those big three teams, like the Lakers, who have no fringe assets because they just can't afford it. Yeah, true. But you know, contracts don't matter. <laughs> I mean, if you can get Kuz here too, what Jay Crowder and Chris Paul go there, that'd be pretty funny. Um, 
I don't know. I, I think Chris Paul, yeah, he's done. If if I hear one more time like he's not done because he makes a wide open three, I'm gonna get upset because it's not the same Chris <laughs> Paul from last year. It's not. He's not done. He's like no. Jason Kidd, where he's just shooting threes. He'll do a few yes. things. He'll get to the rim and he'll once. facilitate the offense. He's not the same man at all. I mean, he no. can hit those threes, but it's not Chris Paul anymore. He's Peyton Manning um, in his last year with the Broncos. Yeah, it's pretty what bad else up there. Got? Uh, Bridges taunting the crowd after a three. Look at the fucking scoreboard, you bitch. <laughs> Whoa, you know how many, do you know how many opposing teams probably think that? Because he taunts the crowd after every three. He always picks somebody. You always see the crowd. They're like, oh, look, he was talking to us. We didn't even say anything. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to kick us out now. It's like a flip switch in Rui's head. He's so patient now. So I think this is something that's kind of like evolved over this year where he's more patient. Like we've kind of waited for Ethan to do that too. So mm-hmm. super patient. Uh, Rui has been uh, screwed by the coach's wife or something. <laughs> has he been screwed by the coach's wife or something? I don't get why he's not. He's been on the bench so long. So he wasn't getting many minutes. They want to see him. He still got 31 points, right? Was it 31? 30. 30 points. So. Career high, 30 points, yeah. Yeah, so enough minutes for him, I think. Um, mm-hmm. It's fun that Denny made that three. With, this was at a buzzer beater, but it's yeah. annoying that he got he got it off just with shot clock. So shot clock violations, only way for him to score, it seems like. for the, for the They want him to have more of an opportunity, um, see if he can do anything with the ball, but never gets yeah. the ball. Heard. Uh, Rui's smile over Jay Crowder's smile. So they've heard the trades. They don't want Jake Crowder, I don't think, right? For I, really, I want so. it. What's the point? No, no. You have youth there, and you have a prospect, and you have hope, and you know what you are. If you're in the East right now, you're looking at the top of the East, much akin to how the Phoenix Suns in like 2017 and 18. Like no one's being the fucking Warriors, you know. So let's build this team so in four years or or three years we have an ability to compete as they start to fall off. So you look at what they have in the East, and you have Giannis, and that team's just a machine. And you got the Celtics, and you got uh, the 76ers, and you're you're sitting there buying your time and go, hey, you know what? We got some good young assets here. Let's give them playing opportunity. It's going to kind of suck along the way. But as we develop them, and we're seeing these instances of Rui Hachimura being more patient the way that he attacks the basket, because he's definitely got the physicality to be a quality player. You got Danny Avia, who can shoot and can, like you said, facilitate and playmake and do these things. You know what? They're both young guys. Now, Rui's older. He's 24, but they're both younger guys. So let's bide our time. And eventually, when the time is right, we can strike and we can become a really good team versus let's bring in Jay Crowder, who's 32 years old and is somebody who's designed to help a team that's trying to win now. Yeah, doesn't make sense unless Bill wants them here. Who knows? But that's just weird. They didn't even seem like they cared if Bill was out. So. And last one I got in there before the end of the game was, I don't know. Oh, I didn't. Here's the thing with Aiden. I didn't know Aiden could shoot that. So it was a three-pointer he made. Yeah. Everyone's surprised. There was a lot of still the same thing where Aiden can't miss. Hey, Aiden's wide open. They can't yeah. miss shots. So a lot of surprise from fans around the world watching the sun, watching Aiden, having a little bit of Aiden watch on their side. God, and he probably lost the game for us too. Fucking Aiden. The Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout. Anything else that you had in your notes about this game, Matthew? Uh, let me go through. I missed the first like half of the game at work. So, oh, so Jock sucked. Um, I thought that. Um, yeah, I think I just had Jock, and then uh, also Chris Paul had a pretty decent third quarter of helping the Suns get back in the game, hitting some shots. He was, I think, five for six in the third um yeah yep he was five for six in the third so that nice. really loved the suns mikhail bridges looked a little bit better defensively got some steals um so i liked what i saw from him today it's weird because i feel like a lot of good performances tonight but the wizards just couldn't stop making those shots at the buzzer at the shot clock violation whatever it was to keep them in the game it's those little things and again you know and, and real quick mikhail six of 15 for 17 points not super efficient but three of six from beyond the arc 32 minutes for Chris Paul, 8 of 15 from the field, including 3 of 6 from beyond the arc. He had 20 points. He had 7 assists. And obviously one of the big challenges that the Phoenix Suns had is something that we're not we're, we're used to. 28 free throw attempts for the Washington Wizards, 16 for the Phoenix Suns. That's a, a difference of 12. And then if you look on the make side, they made 25. We made 11, different of 14. That's 14 points right there. It's just kind of typical par for the course for the Phoenix Suns. So some some decent performances, but nothing that obviously we wanted to sit and, and spend a lot of time on the podcast about because 
it, they weren't good enough. I wasn't impressed by Mikael Bridges tonight. And I was thinking about it. He had, he had like a little run where he was okay. I was like, okay, there you go, Mikael. And it's like, then, but then he fucking disappears on offense like he does. You know, he's he's the magician. That should be his new. He's not. He's no longer the warrior. He's the magician. He finds a way to make himself disappear. I wonder what's wrong. What's what's wrong with his legs, man? Like he, they're tired. I, I, he plays every goddamn game. I know, but it's fucking crazy because if he can't get up when he falls, like, what's it like him trying to get off a little jump shot across the lane anymore? It must be aggravating. It's it's just sit out a month. Possible. Sit out a month. We'll have now three yeah. empty spots on the bench. Let's figure it out with you, you on the bench. There you go. <laughs> Mikhail, you take four weeks off too. Jam star of the game. All right, Jamsters. This is a reminder. If you're watching along live, type in who your jam star of the game is into the chat. Hit the thumbs up button. If you're watching later, just hit the thumbs up button. And if you're listening, subscribe, rate. And review. Uh, I'll go first on this one. I think it's pretty easy. It's it's DeAndre Ayton. Uh, the thirty points, as I mentioned, um, the the what seven rebounds? I think is what he or th- I'm sorry, thirty one points for DeAndre. Ayton. The seven rebounds, fourteen of twenty two from the field, thirty six minutes played. Get used to this kind of stuff. He also had three assists, two steals in this game. Uh, just get used to some more. Some, some, you know, for those of you who like to jerk off to stats at night, you know, you, people walk in the room, it's dark. There's just the your your the phone light on, on your face, and it's you just jerking your gherkin, and and they're like, "What are you doing?" And you pull up, like, and you turn the phone around. It's like Basketball Reference. Like you're gonna get some good Basketball Reference games from DeAndre Ayton upcoming because of sheer opportunity. And Matthew and I like to say it's how he played the game. It's the the intensity in which he did. It. It's how he fought through things. Uh, all those things were positive again tonight for him. Yep. Yeah. Take this Aiden, take it. Just, just take this game. Be like, this is, this was easy. This was cake. It really was. I turned up a little bit more defensively. Um, I know you'll have some energy next game, but the energy will be there defensively next game. And I think that these stats will always be there. Let's get to the all-star game. Let's just do it. Let's let's make this let's, your year, man. This is your year. Man. Don't, don't even think about Booker being gone. Come on. You got this completely agree let's get this guy to the all-star game and and it all starts with him so next game for the phoenix suns friday they head up north to play the toronto raptors toronto raptors 10th in the eastern conference uh currently with a 15 and 19 record unless they play tonight let me see the toronto raptors where are you at toronto you're in the eastern conference right your eastern conference right I am. Yeah, 15-19, 10th overall seed, as I mentioned. Uh, a team that is 3-7 and seven in their last 10. They're 10-7 and seven at home. Take a look at some of their metrics. If I remember correctly, they're a team that offensively rebounds the ball well. Fifth best in the league in offensive rebounds. Number one in the league when it comes to steals. Number one in the league in not turning the ball over. So this is a team that will take the ball from you and not give it up. So you really have to be on your game relative to that. Uh, 29th in the league in three-point shooting percentage. They also shoot the 21st most amount of three-pointers and a team that gets to the line 24.9 times a game, which is ninth best in the league. Thoughts on Toronto? Oh, I'm excited to see another guy that, you know, it would be nice for the Suns to get in Pascal Siakam. (laughs) Yeah, that ain't happening. Almost 38 million years, not going to happen, but he will be on some other team. Um, I know that this team does stink. I know Aiden can have his way this game. It's just going to be hard, man, with that death that the Suns have right now. Um, it's going to be a physical team or a physical mm-hmm. game. I know that the Raptors don't have to offer. They don't have a lot to offer this year. Um, but, you know, it's going to be close. It's going to be like tonight. I feel like it's going to be the same exact game tonight. If we don't make the turnovers, if we don't hurt ourselves, like how many times do people say that shit? <laughs> yeah. If we don't hurt ourselves and turn the ball over, then we'll be what fine. What a hot take. Like, isn't that what uh, – what's your what's the Cardinals coach, Steve Kime? Yeah, <laughs> no, fuck Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, fuck Cliff Kingsbury. That dude, man. Yeah, you know, that's what he always heard on Hard Knocks. He would say that. That must be annoying to say that as a coach all the time, but that's the truth. If we, we don't hurt ourselves, hurt we'll, win. we'll win this game. Well, one interesting thing to watch in this game is going to be Fred Van Vliet. Remember Fred Van Vliet? Oh, yeah. Everybody wanted Fred guard, Van Vliet. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. 18.5 points a game right now. Uh, he's averaging a total of 6.1 assists. But he's really having a down year relative to shooting. He's shooting 38% from the field, 33% from beyond the arc, but 38% from the field. That's really a bad metric. 
And that's one of those things that they're talking about in Toronto is kind of what's up with Fred Van Vliet. Are they going to move him? They, they gave him the extension, yada, yada, yada. Uh, most money I think ever made by a non-drafted player, something along those lines. So we'll see how that, that takes care of itself. But we'll be coming to you live Friday after the Suns play the Toronto Raptors. Uh, until then, everyone, have a fantastic rest of your day. Uh, the Aussie Suns fans podcast is hanging yes. out in the chat. They said, check out the podcast after this one live at 8.30 p.m. AZ time. Yeah, and in a couple minutes, I might pop in the chat there and start calling everyone cunts. It's always a good time. Matthew, see, Matthew loves you. Love hanging out in the chat there, don't you? Yeah, just that one time. I might be there tonight. Maybe yeah. I'll pop on. I don't know. I gotta see. I gotta watch um the thing again tonight. I'm gonna watch that again. So. What thing? That thing. That thing. Is that the name <laughs> of it? <laughs> yes, the thing. The movie. Have you heard of it? Yeah, I've heard of it. You're gonna watch that tonight? I love that movie, man. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. It's, it's, Go home and love your thing. It. Okay, there you go.